Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. What an honor it is. Thank you. Thank you for uh, pulling us up on your radios or however you listen to this broadcast. It's great to be with you. With me, as always, my friend, my co-host, Stephanie Wesco. And Stephanie, what's happening with you, man? Well, Doug, life is happening. And that is a very small word to encompass a whole lot of stuff. So um, kids are back in school now, which is awesome. And I'm loving seeing them learning again and um, Caleb caught a, um, oh, not a centipede. They come up out of the ground, cicada. Wow. He found a cicada yesterday and he found the shell of it. And he was, he was thrilled. He's like, mom, do you know these things only come out of the ground over however many years? And he's like, so this one is either two years old or, and he gave me what the other year. Anyway, in his brain, he had this whole scientific thing figured out about the cicada. And um, it was pretty cute. He was pretty excited about that. So <laughs> it's fun watching them learn. Yeah. Yeah. Life is a blast sometimes looking at it through your kid's eyes. So yesterday we, we finished the podcast and I, you know, it's such a gift uh, folks for you. People have kids and abuse them and use them and lose them and all that stuff. Work real hard at getting them back. It's okay. You know, just tell them, Hey, I've changed. I'm different. I'm moving forward because it's a joy to have kids. And, you know, I'm thinking Stephanie, we mentioned yesterday as we came out of that podcast, and granted, you get some cicadas and snakes and frogs and turtles in the house. But let me tell you, when they're going, you wish you had snakes and frogs and turtles. But here we are. I wanted to talk about what a fool is. And we mentioned we as we closed out yesterday, Thursday, and we come in today, Friday. Praise God for Fridays. Uh, the Bible teaches us what a fool is. It says, a fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. They have no heart in understanding. Is this not talking about a narcissist? You know, they're just, yep. they're discovering themselves. They're going through this. I mean, Stephanie, think about a fool and think about this word. I was reading this verse just while Stephanie was talking about the cicada. I, yeah, I, I, I got not much thinking ahead for you guys. I got to be upfront with you. There's not a lot in there. I just, I just go as the flow, but it hit me as I got to the end of it, that his heart may discover itself. And that's what a fool is. And can I tell you, that's what a narcissist is. What do you think it's Stephanie? That's, that's the sick, honest truth. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a very scary place to be. When they look in the mirror, they see the best looking person they've seen all day. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's really a scary thing. And I, I think, you know, another verse, Stephanie, I'll throw it back at you, but this is another example of a fool or what a fool is. A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keep it till afterwards. I mean, think about that. Mm. Yeah. Well, and understanding that that's why words are so powerful um, and being wise with them. And we're not always 
I should say, I am not always wise Me either. with my words. Guilty. And so coming back and saying, okay, I need to just humble myself. I need to make this right because I messed up and make it right with the Lord, make it right. And then learn from it. And that's what wisdom is. Wisdom is not being perfect. And that's something that I have had to learn, especially in the last four years, is that demanding perfection of myself is wrong. And I'm not trying to say that from a secular humanistic perspective. I'm saying that from a perspective of it's wrong because that's not how God created us to be. And there is a Christian culture out there that we that we're almost where fools have been bred because we have promoted we have been um trained to expect perfection well that's not the same as wisdom no wisdom means the steps of a good man are ordered by the lord and he delighteth in his way though he fall he shall not be utterly cast down a good man a godly man isn't going to be perfect he's going to fall but the point is, wisdom comes in when he gets back up. Yeah, and he yeah. says, I've learned from this, and I'm going to grow from this, and by God's grace, I'm going to do better because of what just happened. And that's that's what wisdom is. Yeah, and, and, and I think something too, Stephanie, I think something you said I got to go back to because I'm, you know, the whole ADHD thing. That's okay. That's okay. You made the point that a fool demands perfection or looks for perfect. You know, if you're demanding perfection of yourself, your kids, your spouse, can I let you know mm-hmm. something, your friends, it's not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. And, you know, we just love people unconditionally. And, and I know people when I was a kid and, uh, I know people whose parents demanded A's demanded this and, and those kids are, they live the life of a wreck today. Mm. And I, and I can tell you all of them, you know, all of those ones that were straight A's, this, the people that I thought were going to be the pillars of community, um, just be, you know, have their heads all together. Cause our family, you know, our family's emotion, we put everything out there. I mean, we are, that's just who I am as a human being. Everything goes out there. And my family was always that way growing up and stuff. And I was thinking to myself, man, we're the most screwed up people ever. Cause we put everything out there, you know, and, but looking well, back at the people no, who cover up things the, and hit things. I was going to say, that's yeah. the best thing because I've seen the opposite where yeah. everything is for the sake of whatever, everything's kept under the rug. Well, that's not, that's not good. Yeah. That's not going to work out in the end. Well, and, and, you know, again, though, Stephanie, we represent the personality type of emotional and, uh, that is true. Uh, empathetic that is very true. <laughs> and we, we got serious highs and lows. So some people listening to us may say, well, I don't quite get that. And that's okay. God made us all different. And that's why God put Debbie in my life who has, can get away from the emotional things a little bit, even though she shows much mm-hmm. more emotion than people who aren't emotional, but I'm just saying that, listen, friends, you know, a fool, a fool can really play with your emotions. And even those of you who think you're not an emotional being wrong. And if you think you're not an emotional being, you're trying to make your kids perfect. You make them even more emotional and weird. Cause I know I grew up with people and they're weird. And I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. And so it's okay to demand, you know, my kids got A's in school, you know, uh, I demanded it's, that. It's one thing. It's one yeah. thing to demand uh, diligence. Yeah, and hard work. But some kids aren't yes. smart. 
You know, some kids, you know, and here's the other thing that maybe not book smart. All kids have what smart. That's right. What God has given them to do what God has called them to do. That's all there yeah, is to it. Exactly. I wasn't yeah. the brightest human being alive. Uh, oh, as a brother. Kid. Oh, brother. And, uh, but I'm, I'm just, you no, know, as a kid, man, I was, I was shy. I was time it until I was about 12 or 13 and w- realized that girls were pretty. And if I stayed shy, it was going to be ugly. Uh, <laughs> I, I was shy and I was involved Which in myself. Which is hard for me to imagine just yeah. being on. Yeah. Yeah. But then it hit me. You know, my brother said something to me like, you know, you're never going to have a girl who likes you in the world. Then I became even more outgoing than him. He created a monster. But this is <laughs> this is what I want to go back to because I talked to everybody. I'm in the doctor's office today and the receptionist came out from behind the counter and hugged me goodbye. And the Aww. doctor's like, that's never happened before. And I said, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> I was over there holding her hand and praying with her and crying with her. She's going through a tough time. Aww. But when... You know, we can, if we're not careful, ruin kids, ruin lives, ruin adults, ruin everybody. You know, that's what a fool does. That's all I'm getting at. It's just the yep. whole definition of a fool is that. Yeah. Everybody and, else is inferior. I, it's bad. It's bad when we talk about these things and pictures of faces come to mind. Oh, actually. man. And you know what? The same pictures of the same faces are coming to my mind. <laughs> We've known each other too long. So I know we're thinking about the same people for the most part. You know, I can add a couple on mine. She can add a couple on hers I haven't met. But most by this point, we all know each other, you know, and uh, we all get that. I mean, her freaks are now my freaks. Thanks a lot for that, by the way. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, you, really you sorry. entered me into the world of total freakness. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't that bad before, uh, before me. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, just, she just made it worse. But anyway, we're in Proverbs 23. Hey, listen, folks, you know, we pour out our hearts to you. Uh, but honestly, if we can help you with any of these things, you guys know how to get a hold of us. And we really do. And you know what, Stephanie, we got a minute and a half right now before we go to a commercial break. Best things that happen to you at your first PTSD camp. Oh, wow. First things, um, I would say one of the best things that happened to me at that PTSD camp, one of the best things was um, feeling like there was a community of people there who were just as messed up as I was. Um, I went to that camp terrified um, because I was, I didn't trust. I was afraid of being mocked or being um laughed at for what I was dealing with yeah. and all those things were based on things that had already happened to me prior to going to that camp. In her so life. it wasn't like, yeah. right. I wasn't making things up. Those were, those had been realities. Hence they became very real fears. And so, um, coming to the point of going to camp was huge and then going and sitting there during the session and I look around and there's other people crying. There's other people in the same place I was as far as being broken. And it's not about everybody having the same, having been through the same things. It's not about everybody (laughs) glorying and being a victim. It's, it's glorying in Jesus Christ and the provision he's given us to get back. Um, And that's what camp is about. It's, it's yes, there's tears. Yes. There's wounds. Yes. Sometimes there might even be anger And there might be frustration being vented. And that is all. We cannot separate spiritual from emotional. We cannot separate spiritual from physical. And so camp is like this safe zone 
where when those emotions need let out to start feeling that freedom and experiencing the freedom, guess what? Did God give us the anger emotion? Yes. And is it okay to deal with you were raped? Should that cause an anger in you? Yeah, it should. And so being able to have a safe zone where people aren't going to judge you for needing to work through things. And that's, to me, that was the most beautiful part of that first camp was having a safe zone. And there was other people there that were messed up. And um, yeah, that's, I would say when I think about it, that was about, you know, and then of course there was you having me give my testimony and then telling me afterwards, dude, I'll never have you do that again. Hold on one minute. We got to run. We got to run to commercial. I want to come right back to that. Don't go anywhere. You'll hear the end of that. Hang on. All right. So we're back to the testimony where I said, dude, I'll never make you do it again. Finish up from there. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, that part of it, you know, Debbie and I were laughing about that yesterday. Oh, thank God. And um, Debbie's like, yeah, she's like, and I told you, yes, he's going to. And I'm like, yes, you did. So, um, but yeah, that was a beautiful camp. God did a work in my life. He made me I mean, obviously, then us, then you counseling with me on the phone and whatever. Um, that was a huge step toward healing and toward purpose. Um, camp is a great place to be able to get out of yourself. And I don't mean that in a creepy way, but where you look at the needs of others, where you see somebody else that's crying and hurting and you can go over and sit by them and put your arm around their shoulder and say, can I pray with you? Hold their hand while they cry out their pain because sometimes that's all somebody needs. They maybe don't even need you to say some, some anything to them. They don't need verses. They don't need they don't need given all the reasons in the world why God meant it for a good thing in their life. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. all they need is a friend to sit there by them. Yeah. Hold their hand and pray for them while they cry it out. Mm. And so that's powerful. There's a lot about camp that, I mean, I could go on and on about it. Yeah, and, and I'll say, and that's the reason people drive across the country to come to camps and stuff and make them fit into their church's calendar and budget is because it does so much. And and, and, and folks, sometimes, you know, ladies say, well, I shouldn't go to camp because I'm worried about being the only. Let me tell you something. Every time there's usually more ladies than men, even though we want yeah. everybody to come. And they're very safe places, safe rooms. You know, you got your own room, your own bathrooms, your own everything. And we always have a concert. There's always time to talk to us. We're always around. As a matter of fact, somebody usually steals Stephanie away every night. I have to go looking for her to <laughs> talk to the rest of us. And uh, Emmy and I usually go on a patrol, and Emmy comes back yeah. and tells me where she's at. So <laughs> so that'll be going on. I have this sixth sense of where uh, mommy is. <laughs> yeah, Emmy knows things. And uh, so anyway, she we're, we're, we're yeah. in the book of prayer. So we want you to go to camp. So come out of your, go out of your way to make this happen. Boy, you can change your community. That's just the truth. If you go back and start a PTSD group and, you know, there's mixed groups, there's men and ladies groups on their own right, and they're all doing awesome. So we want to make sure you know about that. So here we are, Stephanie, we find ourselves back in uh, uh, Proverbs chapter number 23 and verse number 22. And it says, hearken unto thy father that begat thee, like it's Jesus, the only begotten son, meaning the same thing, begot, begat. And despise not thy mother when she is old, 
So it's it's kind of going, listen to them, pay attention to them, uh, that father of yours, and don't despise your mother because women get weird. All right, I've, I've told Stephanie this, hey. be prepared for when she gets older. You know, Debbie's gotten greater, but most sometimes women get weird. Can I tell you, men get weird. And here's... Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean... It's, you know, with the gray hair comes a gray brain, a little bit on men. And, uh, but th- <laughs> this is what I'm thinking here. You know, I think the warning is real. Mm-hmm. Th- don't despise your parents. Don't give up on them. Yeah. Respect them. You know, that's all yeah. it's saying. That's what I'm getting out of it. Yes, exactly. Well, understanding that God gave us who he gave us as parents for a reason. Yeah. And, and I will say it's very easy to say that. And then I work with someone whose dad raped them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so and I, I work I with them. Very, yeah. I want to be very careful. I want to be very careful when I say that. But what I think what Solomon is saying in this verse is when your father loves the Lord. Yeah. Don't throw him. T- don't throw, you know, and I. I when your parents are, when your parents are right and they're, you know, even. I, I tell you, I have friends of mine who have parents that aren't saved, which is a different ball game than. They're still, but they're still they're still principled and God fearing. That's right. You know, this can apply to anyone, right? Whether your parents are saved or lost, it, that's not the point. The point is exactly. I'm not talking about the abusive ones. I'm talking about the one, the good ones. Um, just to listen to them, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah, that and 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 really, I mean, you want to get to their hearts, you want to see them saved. Well, do things yes. in a godly way. You're modeling things to them. I tell mm-hmm. people all the time, your your relationships modeling to your kids, your kids' relationship is modeling to their friends and and so on. And you're even when a parent is 80, they're still modeling whatever relationship they have to their kids. And even when and and you know and what are we doing as kids? So now let's look at the other end of that. And what are we doing as kids if we don't go back to our folks who are saved? And, and so that's, that's, that's the thing I think Stephanie and I are trying to get to there. And then this next verse is kind of weird here, but it, it makes buy the truth and sell it not also wisdom and instruction, understanding, you know, whatever the truth cost, whatever you got to do in life, you know, go get it. Don't sell it. Don't get rid of the truth. Um, we should have like a mentality for that or a, a goal of getting the truth or a goal for doing the right thing or a goal. I mean, that should be who we are. You know, we should, <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't want to have bad stuff in me, you know, spiritually or worldwise. I, I want to, I want to buy the truth. I want to get it. I want to earn it. I want to work for it. And then when I get it, I don't want to get rid of it. I, I want to, uh, you know, I want wisdom. I want instructing. I want understanding. I want truth. I want it all. And don't get rid of it is what the Bible's saying. You know, sometimes when things change in our life, we get old, for instance. Uh, yeah. You know, we change churches. We move away. I don't know. There's so many things in our life that some people seem to sell the truth and wisdom for. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because um, earlier in Proverbs, Solomon talks about um, wisdom as a, as a woman and talks about her building her seven pillars and all of that. But one of the things that it says is that wisdom's, um, it talks about it being its price. And I know it talks about this in Proverbs 31, but in, in the wisdom chapter, it talks about it being the price being far above rubies where it's, it's priceless. There's a sense in which wisdom 
if you lose that, you lose everything of worth. Yeah. I mean, just, so just to walk around it. ignorance, terrible. Yeah. I mean, right. It's just, well, and if you, if you buy the truth, I mean, if you sell the truth, if you sell wisdom, if you sell instruction and understanding, because I do believe all of these inner, you can't separate one of these out. I think there's a sense in which God intends they're supposed to work together. And if you sell all of that for something that this world is, you know, has blinking lights on and makes look, you know, sin is pleasurable for a season where it looks like this wonderful, you know, and this is why you have, this is why we have, you know, babies from 14, 15 year olds is because of this. They sold, they sold the truth for, you know, yeah. five minutes of pleasure. And then there's the consequences. It's, it's those consequences are there and it's not that God can't still bring beauty out of ashes. So I don't want to say that. But don't don't go down the trail that leads you in a place where and grow up, yeah. Don't yeah don't, because yeah. because what Stephanie's Maturity. saying is don't go back Maturity. to that. Maturity matters. Life matters, and and friends, I, I got to tell you, sometimes, you know, sometimes the hardest words I have to hear are grow up. You know, sometimes God says that to me in the middle of the night, sometimes first thing in the morning, sometimes walking down the road, listening to the Bible. But these things echo in my mind and buying the truth and keeping the truth require that we're grown up because we can, if we don't have the truth, man, we can fall for anything. And that's when we become insecure. That's when we become, uh, you know, all those things that the devil mm -hmm. loves and God hates. Yeah, you know, jealousy and enviness and respecting people and all those things come as a byproduct of not having the truth. Because when you have the truth, you're not respecting some idiot and picking their side right. when they're wrong. If you have the right. truth, uh, you're not out getting drunk in the bars. If you have the truth, you get to go to heaven. If you have the truth, I mean, so I, I mean, I, I don't want to beat on that too much, but I think this is if there's one lesson that we walk away with this week is God is truth. Yeah. Uh, he alone is truth. And, uh, uh, the word of God is truth. And so by the truth, you know, earn it, be reading your Bible, you know, has there been a time in your life where you got, you, you know, the world just seemed to be getting away from you. Were you reading your Bible? Were you praying? Were you studying? Were you talking to your counselors? Were you doing those things? I think that's what we're getting at here. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Buy the truth, no, keep the truth, hold the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And come to camp. Now, listen, folks, as I wrap <laughs> up today, we'd love to see you up there at Camp Joy, Wisconsin. Go out to their website, sign up September 12th through September 16th. It's a good time. We'll be had for all. Come on out and meet us person. We'll get to hang out with you. We do pour ourselves into you during that week at camp. And, uh, uh, and you just can't do that. People say to me, well, I can talk to you on the phone. It's not the same. It's not the same. We do love you. Take care. Listen to every word Eric's going to say. If we can tell you anything about our ministry, we can work with you anyway. Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Get a hold of us. We'd love to talk to you. And hey, as you go out there today with that smile that only God can give you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today.
First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.